Welcome to In The Rising Podcast. My name is Bettina and this is the platform I love to talk about living life, living life with full zeal and enthusiasm towards the goals and not just living that way, but achieving what we're hoping to achieve. And this is going to be part two of my interview with um, Kiria Ki, uh, Katie Elizabeth Chinakis, and just insightful. She's She talks a little bit more about the entertainment industry, how to remain positive in that, also rejection and the difference between allowing and accepting and, and, and dealing with those things. So she has a lot of foresight and I'm so excited and eager to have you listen to part two of my time with Kiriaki. And so you're, you know, art is definitely for a lot of people an avenue to express so many so many things. And you were talking about um, with your mu- music that you were choosing certain music with der- certain energy. I wrote it down here, certain frequencies, right? To help mm-hmm. the subconscious become more conscious. And that's actually what I looked up for the beginning of this podcast is I had that music is a certain rhythm and a certain frequency to elicit certain feelings. What made you choose or, or, or what path made you choose one energy over another? Where, where are you going with that? Oh, this is such a beautiful question. So uh, in a nutshell, we teamed up with Subtle Energy Sciences and the scientist Eric Thompson is a genius and he encodes quantum physics into our music, The Sophisticated Psychos. It's streaming on all platforms for free. You can download it on SoundCloud for free. And we have videos on The Sophisticated Psychos YouTube. So during the pandemic, I um, put together uh, my catalog and saw I have five EPs, five extended plays. So I'm actually getting ready to release my third one. But the first one I released on October 20th, 2020, and it was like a kid in a candy store. He sent all these sophagio frequencies over and he lists what they did. And I went through them and through my vessel, I'm like, I'm going to start with forgiveness And I felt like I needed to do a lot more forgiving of what we just talked about being Mm -hmm. 13, 14 of those girls, you know, forgiving them, forgiving people in my industry, forgiving myself, forgiving my family, my circumstances, just forgiving it all. And I felt like on a planetary level, we all needed to do a lot more forgiving of what of one another Mm -hmm. because of what was happening on the planet. And then time was progressing. And I'm like, I went through months of just forgiving and forgiving. And then my vessel moved to looking at my next EP. Uh, So the first one's hypnotic energy, and it's attuned to 639 healing frequencies and 639 healing frequencies fosters forgiveness for self and with our relationships. So then after doing that, it went to my full house EP that was released this year in 2021. And I chose 396 healing frequencies and 396 healing frequencies removes guilt and fear. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I've been doing, removing this guilt, removing the fear, speaking up, having the courage, saying, I'm not this, I am not that, like, it might be yours, this isn't mine, and and being okay with it and getting true with my vessel and saying, this script is not mine, this belief is not mine writing it down, speaking it out loud, knowing it for myself, whether I tell someone or not, I know it. So empowering myself. And now um, my vessel is moving on to the next EP I'm releasing, which is hip hop. So um, yeah, it's so cool. And so I'm going to go through the healing frequencies actually this weekend. And my 
soul or with you on the podcast, I can look at them and I, you'll be the first to know. I can look and decide which one I'm going to do because what happens is I just see it in my, my it's like a kid in a candy store. Literally, my soul just calls to it and, mm-hmm. and tells me what it's going to be. So you're drawn to it. Like you just, yes. you just feel it. You're in that motion flow and you're not blocking it. You're just going next to the next, not logically, but really just allowing yourself to move. And then I think that's something important because we think as people, we have to think that that is, you know, what changes us from everyone else. It's the thought process. It's our, our ability to see and plan over the future. We're the only mammal that celebrates birthdays, you know, all of that, but we also are feeling we are still mammals. We still have this, you know, connection to nature, connection to one another, and we feel things. And so, you know, having these different frequencies is really amazing because you're allowing us to incorporate that into our day-to-day life as well, you know? And the cool thing is, I love what you just said. And the cool thing, yeah. And the cool thing is while you're doing yoga, while you're running, while you're cleaning, while you're doing like whatever schoolwork, anything you can move to it, you can listen to it. The the awesome thing about the beats that I make specifically growing up in the Detroit underground music scene, it's not attuned to radio frequencies and the government has the frequencies on television and the radio attuned to a certain frequency. I mean, on Spotify, it has to be at a certain, you know, I'm sure by govern laws, I have a certain frequency, Mm -hmm. but it's not the format of course, bridge, you know, um, first verse, second verse, electronic music. It takes you on a journey mm-hmm. and you never know when the switch up's going to be. And so that's why I really love um, the music that I make and EDM music, even though some um, some is formatted with like 16 bars, 14 bars, but my specific music that I make and DJs that I really admire, producers who make the music. I love when it's off. Like, I think that's why people love Skrillex so much. Like, it's just so, like, you just, it's so unexpected. Like, you know, dubstep. And and it's just so unexpected. It just makes your body and your mind and everything in your, you know, your heart just, you just jump and feel like you're just going, like, mind blown out of your mind. And and I like to do that. Like, we talked about Dr. Joe Dispenza, right? Sixty, We have 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day. 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts. Um, and most of those are negative. So mm-hmm. how do we break up that neurological pattern, right? And so I feel like through music, we're able to go on a journey. Well, we are. It's how we connect through music, through language, through sound. And through the music, you never know what's, what's going to happen. It, it, like, that's how it is when I'm making the music. I, it's an experiment, right? And that's what Phineas says, uh, Billy Eilish's brother. I, I was listening to him on some Apple thing that he did. And he was talking about it being an experiment. So like in my music, it's not perfect. There are things happening in the music because it's while I'm making it, it's a creation and I leave it. I'm like, that's how I made it. I um, I leave it. And then I, I send it out. I'm like, that's how the people are going to hear it too, because mm-hmm. it's, it's an art, a creation in the moment of an experience of an energy. And it's not about a macro of like Taylor Swift, Britney Spears, multi-millions of people hearing it. It's very intentional. So when you hear it or the listener hears it, it's attuned to you specifically. And it's meant to be in the moment of it, how we are, which is very intentional, which a lot of times is a lot for us to understand, for people to understand. But it's like a that, that grain of sand, right? And it's that specific moment and energy and that connection that shifts us, that pivots us 
to the next of evolution. I, I like your description because it focuses on this moment right now. And it also, you know, Katie does not focus on what is supposed to be liked or what's supposed to be what you're supposed to enjoy. It's really going into that when you're doing, when you're cleaning and you're listening to music, you're not having your walls up. Like when you're in a conversation, we tend to like, well, what did they mean with that word? Or how did they, what the tone was? This is just music, you know, and, and you're able to just let your guard down. And that's really when some of our greatest breakthroughs happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's like hitting record and then just going for it, like on the pads. And so it's, it's same thing for life. That's why people say when you want to do something, just set the date, just set the date. Cause if, if you set the date, you're, com- you're taking that energy and you're giving it a target. Even if you need to pivot to say, Oh, I need to extend this two months, three weeks. You're just still doing it. Like I have some books on overdrive. And I want to listen to it. Expert secrets. I've only listened to half and I haven't been able to circle back around. And it says, oh, do you want to borrow? I'm like, oh, just I'm like, remind me in another 28 days. So I'm energetically putting it out there. But I have these other priorities first, but I'm still like scheduled for that targeted date. So I feel like in your personal and in your life, like if you want to take a trip to Italy or if you want to take a trip or if you want to do something not only for business, but for personal, when I coach people, it's just set the date. Even if you need to move it, just set the date because you're, you're putting it on the calendar, you know? And when you put that out there, your body listens to it unintentionally, like, right. Your subconscious does listen to that. And so it is important to know what books we read and what consciously what we're doing, but what we are unconsciously feeding our mind as well is super Mm -hmm. important. And that's where that comes in. And now I have a question for you because you're in the entertainment business, you know, you're doing all this stuff and I'm not, I'm not there, but I, you know, the rumors I've heard are that it's kind of a tough business, that it is um, a hard place to maintain your self-esteem, that this is, you know, we, we see people who are struggling, they didn't get the help they needed. How do you maintain this awesome self-awareness and clarity about yourself in a business that can be a little bit, from my understanding, again, I'm outside of the bubble, um, a little bit tough with all of that? You're so sweet, a little bit tough. <laughs> You're so sweet. And and I feel like, I feel this applies to all industries that it could be t- tough because there's going to be hoops and challenges. Um, but speaking specifically of what you're talking about, the entertainment industry, um, I want to say if anyone comes from trauma, but we all come from trauma, just binge Gabor Mate on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's amazing. Uh, Gabor Mate is wonderful. Uh, and we all come from trauma, but anyone who has any kind of severe trauma <laughs> in their lives and they go into entertainment, it could go two ways. One, it's the best thing ever because you're so used to taking the hits literally or taking the hits on a psychological level. You can take the hits. You can handle the rejection. You can take the nose because you have such a tough skin. That's why a lot of people who come from nothing make so much out of themselves because they're not, Oh my gosh. But then like if, if it's the kids in ballet or some kids who I know and their mommies and daddies are on the private jets or with the mistresses or they're in broken relationships and the nannies are raising them and they're like, Oh my God, you know, and they're, uh, uh, they don't have a backbone. That's what they mean. They don't, they don't have the, the grit to like go, you know, they can just like be on the yacht and spend their daddy's money, which is cool. 
everyone has their own journey in life. But I really feel like people who come from some kind of trauma who have that thicker skin, um, you know, do are, are made for the industry because those 99 knows that you get and you do, yeah. you know, and I'll, I'll lose out on roles all day to, you know, um, you know, Tom Hanks's son's girlfriend getting the role instead of me and there's politics or now Mm -hmm. it's how many followers I've been on sets with producers and they're like, Oh, this girl got a lead in a movie because she's the ex of a football player. Who's never done a movie before, but she has so many followers and she would. Mm -hmm. So those are like B tier C tier movies. They're not like a tier movies, you know, those are, so there's different classes and levels of, you know, making films as well. But even when you get to certain sophistication, a class films, I've worked on films where it's like the director, I'm working on this amazing film and the, and there's, uh, you know, 50 to hundred people on set on location. And the wife is there the whole entire time in the production. And she has no idea, or maybe she does know, uh, one of the lead actors is the the mistress and having an affair, you know, with the husband and, and people on set know, but who knows if the wife knows or not, but some people allow those things and some women and some men don't leave relationships because they don't want to leave the illusion of the security. They've mm-hmm. been taught to marry into it, or they've been with it for so long, or they're being cheated on for so long. They just turn a blind eye and they're, they think they're turning a blind eye to their partner and the relationship and just abandoning their partner in the relationship. And they're feeling guilty and worthless and they're not wanting to, and they're comparing themselves, especially in the Hollywood scene of, of, you know, the, the, the stigma of, the youth. I mean, Oh God, I was in the stigma of young Hollywood for such a long time. And I mean, I was single for such a long time because I wanted to be so available, so available and be uh, appearing. But the other side of going into Hollywood and maybe having trauma or coming from an alcoholic background or a sexual abusive background or drugs. I've seen, unfortunately, a lot of times that's why a lot of people quote unquote, don't make it. Uh, They get involved in the party scenes. There's this one girl, one of the movies I did, I went out for a different role and it went to uh, Hillary Duff's best friend instead of me, but the director liked me so much. He's awesome. Jason Dudek. He's so cool. Um, he gave me another part of the movie, but this other girl, independent of all the names I just said, another girl was in the film and she was like young and plump and so gorgeous. And I was like a little jealous, a little envious, like who is this girl, blah, blah, blah. No, but then a few years later, I saw her like at the top, at the very like top of the Hollywood Hills, somewhere deep. And it was this four or five story house. And it was just all the way at the top outside. She was smoking a cigarette, coked out of her mind. She looked like 15 Mm -hmm. years older. Like she was so hit because, and she's done. She hasn't done like another movie since you you do one project. It goes to your head. You get involved in the, in the party Mm -hmm. scenes, the drugs, alcohol, you get, you get told bigger, better deals from a lot of these people. That's why you have to do your research. And all the people we're talking about studying there's IMDB, iMovie database. So it's, you know, when I would go to Hollywood, I was not smoking cigarettes, not drinking one sip of alcohol, not doing any drugs. I was just a social butterfly talking, talking like I am now. And I would collect business cards and I would go to IMDB and I would see what is this person really doing or what have they really done? Cause you can see, you know, but mm-hmm. half the people don't do the research, half the people don't look it up. So you have to 
really be mindful of those things. So I think that's some of the ways I've been able to, you know, um, get by in Hollywood. I think maybe an, uh, or, you know, been in, be in Hollywood, I think this, this long, cause some people will say, oh, you're still going at it. You know what I mean? Cause well, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sell my heart and soul to get a bigger, better deal. Because if I do that, then something else may happen along my path where it's like, I'm only going to cut myself short if I'm not Mm -hmm. truly in partnership with someone because of them, you know, and you know, everything we've talked about, I had to do a a lot of soul searching on my own before I could actually partner up with someone on that deep of a level. And, you know, it sounds like you were just, you had some wisdom from the get-go, do the research, follow through, you know, what you, you, you seem from, from the conversation that you just know intuitively who you are. You're still discovering different parts and different aspects, but that you held yourself to a higher standard in that. And I think from from the question, like how do you go through an industry like that? It sounds, seems like you just held yourself to a certain standard and you were not going to bend to it. You were not going to do the partying, the alcohol and, and all that to, to compromise yourself. I love you. You are so sweet. I am so grateful for you. Thank you. Um, you know, because I would just like to share that I, I, I've been starting to think as of late, my expectations, because I know expectations are a death threat and so are comparisons. Don't compare. Don't expect because I saw how disappointed I would get all the time. So along my journey recently, I was thinking I made my expectations so high that I couldn't even get to my own expectations. Like I had to bend a little because my expectations were so high. But based on what you just said and what I just shared, I think going on the journey I have, I needed to actually do that to be able to, I want to say, wither the storm and to obtain the certain merits and successes I've had along the way thus far because I'm just getting started. You know, like I'm grateful for where I've been and what I've done. But for me, it's just the tip of the iceberg. And I'm excited about right now in this moment and sharing what we've shared, because now I want to 1000% as an ambervert being so extroverted and then being so introverted with, you know, without, within, within, without now that I fully have done the yin and the yang, I feel like I've risen to the cream of the crop. And now I'm just so excited just to really go in as a women empowerment coach, really go in with a lot of validation and understanding ethics, morals, and values, and and being able to share that because I was confused for a long time, although I had some deep knowings of certain things. Yeah. And that's really what coaching is, right? Knowing that um, cause I'm, a, I'm a Christian life coach. So I have that, that point that inherently we know an answer within us, but sometimes we just need someone to help us evaluate certain things. And as a woman, um, you know, certainly I really like to talk to women and, and help women and listen to women because I think we have so much more to offer for ourselves and for other women as the community itself. And in that divine aspect as well, being in that energy and being okay with that, because it's definitely a very masculine world and a certain um, masculine areas. Um, but what I wanted to ask you as this final question, you touched upon it. You're like, I'm at the cream of the crop. I've risen to this point. What are you still working to rise up to at this point? You've done so much. What are you, what are, what are your, that you're willing to share? What are some of your goals that, 
that you have in, in store for you. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. How, how beautiful. Uh, well, so to, to answer your question in, you know, as a straight shooter, I, after everything I've done thus far, I am going full on with voiceovers and I want to be, I'm going to be, I am on the way to being a household name in animation as a voiceover actor on a series, regular TV show. In addition to being a household name on screen as an actor for TV and film. So I'm grateful for the work I've done um, and everything else. But now, you know, because of all the things we've talked about, it's been up and down and it's been a, you know, an ocean ride instead of just being a straight shooter as a household name on TV and film with the consistency. So being consistent with being on TV and in film on screen as a, and as a, um, as a voiceover actor, uh, in addition to my beautiful, beautiful podcast, I'm in season three right now. She's all over the place podcast, and actually, season four. Uh, oh, you have to, you have to check it out. We, I, think I we did, just, I did. No, <laughs> I, I will I, check I, out season four, but I did, I did, oh, I did some research I, on you. Yeah, yeah. I think we have over four thousand downloads per month right now, so we're rocking and rolling, and I'm really excited. And season four, we're doing actually an, a women empowerment series, and I chose mm. to do this series. So based on what we've shared, and I want to honor you, and I definitely would love to have you on season four if she's all over the place. Oh, that would be fun! I would absolutely take you up on that offer. That would be phenomenal. Thank you. Hello and welcome to In The Rising Podcast. My name is Bettina and this is the platform I love to talk about living life, living life with full zeal and enthusiasm towards the goals and not just living that way, but achieving what we're hoping to achieve. And this is going to be part two of my interview with um, Kiria Ki, uh, Katie Elizabeth Chinakis, and just insightful. She's she talks a little bit more about the entertainment industry, how to remain positive in that, also rejection and the difference between allowing and accepting and 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 dealing with those things. So she has a lot of foresight and I'm so excited and eager to have you listen to part two of my time with Kitty.